Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Judges chapter 14, beginning in verse 5 through 10. Then went Samson down to his father and his mother to Timnath, and came to a vineyard of Timnath, and behold, a young lion roared against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid, and he had nothing in his hand, but he told not his father or his mother what he had done. And he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. And after a time he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. And behold, and he took thereof in his hands and went on eating, and came to the father and the mother, and he gave them, and they did eat. But he told not them what he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. So his father went down unto the woman, and Samson made their feast, for so used the young men to do. Today, I want us to know that we all have a destiny. I don't know about you, but I made up my mind a long time ago I would serve God and make heaven my home. The life I lived was not a good one. I didn't deserve God, but he reached deep down and pulled me out of the sin that I was in. With the music, the alcohol, the drugs, that life of uh, partying and, and living that way, I knew what God had done for me, and I wanted to honor God, and I have honored him all these years because he changed my life. I am not what I used to be. And I'm very, very thankful for it. But I made up my mind that there's a destiny that I have. And that destiny is to walk streets of gold and to live in that mansion that he's prepared for me. I've determined I'm not going to let anything stop me. Amen. And I've had some things along the way that kind of get in the way. And uh, I've had some temptations in life. But I determined I'm going on. I'm not going to be bound down by the cares of this life. That's why I sing the song sometime. Ain't got time to be lonely. Ain't got time to be sad because all my time is spent with you. And if you spend your time with him, you cannot be lonely. If you spend your time with him, you cannot be sad. If you're spending your time with him, you ought to be full of joy and excitement. Uh, amen. Come on, somebody. Your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, and if there's ever a time we need to shout it from the mountaintop, that time is now. So I want to preach to you for a little while on this simple subject, aborting your destiny. Let us pray. God, we love you today. We thank you for your kindness and your mercy. We thank you for the beautiful day that you've given us to come to worship you and lift you up, magnify your name. We ask you to touch this 
tremendous house today, the great people of God that have gathered. God, I thank you for the singers and the musicians and, and the teaching of Pastor John this morning. It's just touched and changed our lives. But God, help us right now as we bring forth your word in the precious name of Jesus and let the church say amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Samson met a woman that he liked. I'm sure a lot of you men have gone through that in life. I did. When I saw my wife the first time, I thought, I'm marrying her. Her dad didn't think so, but I did. And I weren't much to look at. I had long hair, long ponytail. I'd come to, showed up at church that day, never went to church, but I showed up that day because I got invited, blue jeans and had a white shirt and a suit coat on, no shoes, and uh, I was a hippie, so, you know, but when I saw that young lady playing that piano, I thought, hmm, yeah, that's a reason to go back. And I went back, and I kept going back until God said, what are you doing this for? That's when he changed my life. <laughs> Samson saw a woman, according to the words, said that pleased him. And after seeing her, he goes back home. He gets his mom and dad and said, y'all, come on. You got to go meet this lady. Uh, she just, I got to have her. You got to get her for me. I want her to be my wife. And that's how it went. They, so they, on their journey, and the scripture says, a young lion roared up against him. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, if a lion jumps out the brush at me, I'm going to find a tree or something. I don't think I'm going to be tackling him with my bare hands. But that's what Samson did. The scripture said he slew that lion with his bare had nothing in his hands, amen, and he whipped that lion like it was a kid. Come on now. So, you know, he, he weren't no toy, but here's the deal. The scripture said the spirit of the Lord came on him. Now, here's the difference, amen, in a man of Samson in our day today, like Pastor John got up and preached with the spirit of the Lord on him today, amen. The difference between John and the difference between Samson is, in Samson's day, the spirit came on a man when it was needed, but today, you and I living under the grace of God in the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, amen, the Spirit of God stays on us 24-7, amen. We never have to wonder whether God's gonna show up or not. He is always with us. Come on. And that was the difference when you look at a man like Samson, amen, the Spirit of the Lord come on him. He slew that lion. Then they go on down to Timnath and, and uh, they're on their way back and uh, uh, well, Samson decided to go get her. And on the way back, he saw the carcass of the lion. Now, y'all follow me, okay? And when he saw the carcass of the lion, he also saw a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass. Let me say this to somebody today. When God delivers you from something, you don't go back and mess with it anymore. Yeah. 
Whatever you defeated in your life, you don't go back, you don't get around it, you don't hang around with it. Come on, somebody. Amen. If God delivered you from alcohol, you don't go hang around the bar room. If God delivered you from drugs, you don't hang around people doing drugs. If God brought you out, don't go back to it again. Separate yourself. Stay away from the mess. Amen. But no, come on, somebody. Samson went back and fooled around with the very thing he delivered, God delivered him from. Mm. I'm going to try to do that. Destiny is a predetermined course of events in life. We all have a destiny in here in Jesus Christ. We cannot fail to follow that destiny. If God brought you out, he brought you out. If he saved your soul, he saved it. And if he done it one time and delivered you, he'll do it another time. I don't care what you get yourself into. God can get you out of it if you'll let him do it. You do not have to suffer through this life because the Spirit of God is in us today. If you are a child of God today, the Spirit of God is in you and all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus and he shows up. And every time the temptation of the drugs or the alcohol or the life you used to live rises up, just whisper the name of Jesus and stay away from what God delivered you from. <clears throat> Samson had a Nazarite vow. God honored his mother because she prayed for him. And when God gave her Samson, he said, no razor shall come to his head. So, Samson's mother had to commit to a Nazareth vow, and so did Samson. You got to understand it works both ways. You cannot survive in this life until you become one, a husband and wife. If God says do it, then the other one needs to understand this is what we got to do. Because we become one. Samson had the Nazareth vow. He was to drink no drink from the vine, no strong drink, never cut his hair, and never to touch anything dead. Come on, somebody. As a side note here, let me say this. Manoah, which was Samson's father, a man went to God himself and said, God, I know you're talking to my wife about my son, but I really feel like you need to talk to me too. Come on, men. I heard your message last Sunday. We listened to him online. And you have to take charge. Samson being the head realized, God, you need to talk to me. You're talking to my wife, but you need to talk to me. And he did. He, he gave Manoah the same situation. Amen. This is what's got to happen. This is what's got to take place. So Samson ends up with a Nazarite vow. He can't do all this and he can't do all that. But on his way by, he looks at the carcass. He sees the honeybees and he sees the honey. Come on, men. How many times you been on your way and you saw the honey? 
Woo, come on. We're not blind in this world. Amen. If you ain't got the Spirit of God, the honey gonna get a hold of you. Oh, come on. It might be in a dead carcass, but sooner or later, the honey's gonna get a hold of you. Come on now. You see the women jogging up and down the street, half-dressed, no clothes on. You see men running around with their spandex on. Come on, somebody. This world needs to wake up and realize there's too much honey in the carcass. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything without watching and looking at the nakedness of this world. And men, be careful if the honey don't get a hold of you because honey is good. Samson reached into the carcass and got the honey. And when he did, he messed up. See, he was good up until that point. Now, if we go through the whole story, we realize that Samson ends up in the lap of Delilah. And we won't go that far. But you got to understand, sin don't happen overnight. Sin happens over a period of time sitting on apostolic pews in, in, in true chapel. Sin takes a little while. It's just a little bit here and a little bit there. Amen. And you see it all started in chapter 14 with Samson. Amen. When he stuck his hand in that carcass to receive that honey because he loved honey. And not only that, he took the honey to his mom and dad. Let me throw this into you. When you fail God and when you mess up, it don't just affect you. It affects your children. It affects your mom and dad. It affects your friends. It affects your brother, your sister, when you fail God. Oh, come on, friend, it don't just affect you. It affects everybody around you. Come on, Truth Chapel. Somebody, you gotta get with me today because I'm preaching to somebody. Somebody's getting ready to abort your destiny in the house of God. Woo! You might not end up in sin today, but just a little compromise here and a little compromise there. Amen. Just a little honey here or a little honey there. And you're gonna end up aborting your destiny in Christ Jesus. Oh, if there's ever time we get in our heart right, we're living in a time if we're gonna serve God, give it everything you got. If you're gonna worship God, worship with everything you got. Oh, it's time to do it in the house of God and not abort your destiny. Honey, I got to, I'm gonna walk streets of gold and I'm not quitting now. I'm not giving up now. I've come too far for this. I'm gonna leave the honey alone. Woo. Mm. It's the small compromises. It's the little things. And with Samson, it started in the 14th chapter when he looked at the carcass, the very thing God gave him the strength to slay. He went back to it and reached in and took the honey. When he did, he broke his vow because he touched something dead. 
Oh, he still had his long hair. He still hadn't taken no drink, but it didn't matter. He had broken his vow with one little thing. I'm talking to a child of God here today. You're about ready to throw in your whole walk with God because of a little compromise here or a little compromise there. Hear me, young man. Hear me, young lady. You are where God wants you to be, and you need to rejoice in it. And thank God you're in his house today, amen, to worship him and give him praise because he wants to save you. He wants to change your life. He wants to bring you out because he loves you. He's not ready to throw you away. He's not ready to give up on you. He's your God and he loves you. Don't compromise. You'll walk with him. Don't abort your destiny in Jesus Christ. Woo! his uncut hair you know the Bible talks about hair in several different places Paul talked about it in Corinthians he said a woman's hair is different from a man's a woman's hair is long a man's hair is short I'm not here to preach about her, but I'm here to say this. What Paul was doing was bringing a distinction between the male and the female. I'm not talking about the length, how long the hair is, or how long it should be, or how short the man's hair should be. That ain't the point. The point is Paul's bringing a distinction because he wanted a man to look like a man, and he wanted a woman to look like a woman. Come on, somebody. The Scripture said that, that John wore camel's hair and the reason he wore camel's hair is because God wanted him to be unique and different come on and John was different anybody eat locusts and wild honey you got to have something going on but God wanted him to be different Amen. So the character of life when we look at all of this is a man should look like a man and a woman should look like a woman. When we talk about Samson, we have to talk about his strength. Number one, the scripture teaches us that he was a judge for 20 years. You can't be just anybody and be a judge for 20 years. The man went out in the fields and caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together, set them on fire, and boy, you can imagine what took place there. The word of God said he took the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand Philistines with it. Come on, the man was a man when the spirit of the Lord came on him. He weren't just anybody. Amen. He was a man's man and he was doing supernatural exploits with God. He even took the gates of the city, amen, ripped them off his post and took them to the hill. But yet this same man of strength, the same man with the Nazarite vow found himself in the lap of a harlot, amen, until she convinced him to give up his strength. And it all started with a dead lion swarming with bees and honey. You can imagine, he's, he's on his way. And he looks. Mm, I whipped that line. 
Mm. Hey, something in there. And bees, they full of honey. He reaches in and gets that honey and begins to eat. Takes it to his mom and dad. That small compromise. Some of y'all sniffing around the honey right now. I need to say it again. Some of y'all sniffing around the honey right now. You are at a moment in your life where you are fixing to abort your destiny. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's speaking to somebody right now. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. On your journey from here to glory, there are going to be some lines. On your journey from here to glory, there are going to be somebody that's going to talk about you. From here to glory, there's going to be somebody that's going to mistreat you. But I like what Pastor John said today. It don't matter. If you love God, you're going to worship God, and you can worship your way out of anything in this life. I couldn't tell you, Brother George, the many times I come to the house of God, amen, to preach the gospel on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, and I didn't feel like it because somebody had talked about me. Somebody said that's a prejudiced preacher there, amen, with 30 different, amen, nationalities sitting on our pew and going to have the audacity to say that's a, that's a prejudiced preacher right there. I couldn't hardly handle it. I walked in that pulpit. I said, God, you got to help me. I threw up my hands and just began to worship God, and God said, Go on, son, preach it like I told you to. I'm telling you, God will get you through it. God will get you out of it. Come on, somebody. If you worship God, he'll see you through. Woo, come on, somebody. Amen. Quit sniffing around the honey. Stop trying to abort your destiny in Jesus Christ. You're going to walk streets of gold. You might as well get your walking shoes on because we're going home to be with the Lord. I've seen it. I've seen everything that you can possibly see. I've seen people come to church and lie, cheat, do everything in the book. But it didn't stop me. I still worship my God. I've seen people walk out and leave their family. Amen. Cheat on their wife. Cheat on their husband. It didn't matter to me. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to serve God. I'll do what's got to be done. But I'm going to live for God. Woo! So along your journey, there are going to be some ugly things happen. Somebody's going to steal your lawnmower. 
Somebody going to try to steal your wife or your husband. I ain't talking about the world. I'm talking about church. Everybody say church. So we got to have some church in here. Uh-huh. I had a young lady. I won't call any names. She might be listening. Pastor, I need to talk to you and your wife. I said, okay, well, we'll meet in the office, and we did. And uh, her husband started. Nice couple, had three beautiful kids. He said, Pastor, I come home a few days ago, and my wife, was in bed with a man. And it just tore me up because I didn't approve of him. I said, ho, ho, ho. Let's back up a little bit. Well, you mean you didn't approve? I said, well, we got this deal. Me and my wife got this deal going on. We can see whoever we want to see as long as the other approves of it. So I come home. She's got a new guy, and I didn't approve of him, so I'm, I'm, I'm upset with that. I said, well, you ought to be. I said, because both of you ain't nothing but dogs. Dogs don't even do what you're doing. Oh, I broke 500 on them. I called them a few choice things. I said, look at them beautiful, look at them beautiful daughters you got sitting over there on that couch. Look, look at it. What is wrong with you? I said, are you stupid? I, you know, I lost all my manners. I called them ignorant. I called them dogs, stupid. Everything I could think of without cursing. And I wanted to curse. I said, you two foolish creeps need to go get in the altar and talk to God. You need to change your life. Oh, I was upset. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying on your journey, there's going to be some bad stuff. There's going to be a young lion going to come out and roar against you, and if you ain't got the spirit of God, that lion's going to devour you. But if you're a true child of God, amen, you just lay your hand on your head and say, okay, I'm going on. I got the spirit of God. God loves me. I can't be lost in this world. Now, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a crude guy, but that it made me so mad to sit and listen to that. When they left, I sanitized my office. I didn't want that spirit nowhere near me. I said, y'all get out of here. Go on, find an altar somewhere. Go, go. And I sanitized my office and prayed and said, God, don't let that spirit linger in here. I'll tell you how bad it was. That's the last counseling session I ever done in my office. That was the last one. I didn't do any in my house. They had to catch them in the corner somewhere close to the door so I could walk out and leave. 
Somebody in here today is looking at the honeybees. You're seeing the swarm of what's going on. You're contemplating aborting, aborting your destiny in Christ Jesus. There's something inside of you that's telling you, I need to walk away. I need to leave this. Hear me today. You don't want to leave this. I've been out there. You don't want to go out there. I've done the drugs. You don't want to do that. I've done the alcohol. You don't want to do that. When God brought me out of Egypt, he brought me out. I got no intentions of going back. Why? Because he's been good to me. He's prepared a mansion for me in glory. And I'm going, huh? Come on, somebody. I'm going to get there somehow, some way. I'm going to make it. I got to make it. Come on, I got to take it a little further home right now. Somebody need to leave the mess alone. Leave the the honey alone. Amen. Don't touch it. Don't taste it. Don't rub it. Oh, don't date it. Don't Instagram it. Don't sis it. Don't smell it. Don't sniff it. Don't squill it. Don't listen to it. Don't lay hands on it. Come on, somebody. Don't bark. Don't lick it. Don't marry it. Don't cry over it. Don't try it. Don't visit it. Don't go see whose car's in the driveway. Leave it alone. Leave. Don't. Don't Facebook it. Don't MySpace it. Don't tweet it. Leave it alone. Leave the honey alone. Leave it alone. Don't buy something for it. Don't bring the flower to somebody that don't need it. Oh, I could keep right on going. Leave it alone. Leave the honey alone. But somebody today, you want to lick your fingers with that honey. Oh, I got to have that honey right there. I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you right now, leave it alone. Pastor John, it changed his whole life. That one compromise changed his destiny. I don't care how far your sin takes you. I don't care how long you stay. You're going to pay the price no matter what. But you can find yourself at the grinding mill. And at the grinding mill, with his eyes plucked out, making fun and mocking him, God began to talk to him. Hear me, saying of God, right now, God is talking to you. Don't turn him out. They took Samson tied him up between the pillars of the Philistines' cathedral. 
And that's where he prayed. God, I should have left that honey alone. I should have stayed away from that heart that talked me into cutting my hair. God, you got to forgive me. Let me avenge my eyes one more time. Let me die with them. The young lad unties his hands. He puts his hands between the pillars. And after years of not having the Spirit of the Lord, in that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came on him again. He killed more Philistines in his death than his entire life. Leave the honey alone. Stand with me right now. Now listen, listen to me for a few moments if you would. I promise I won't hold you long. I'm not a long-winded preacher. I'll say what's got to be said and move on. I don't know who you are today, what you're going through. I don't know everybody in here. I certainly don't know what's going on in your life. But I do see a couple faces in here that God's put a little glow on top of your head. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.